Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So today we're talking about what it is like to start to view your business through a new lens. And specifically, the lens we've been looking at it as is a hybrid what is like a hybrid business model and how does it infiltrate into all the other areas of our business that we're running? I know in the past we've talked about, we've called it many things over the years, um, membership as a service, being a mass, how we like try to steal strategies from the SaaS industry. But I think this hybrid kind of thought process is something that's really kind of shifted how I'm looking at the whole business and not just like one specific piece. Yeah, our business business. is now eco-friendly and you plug it in at night to charge it, which is really great. Every time you hit the brakes, it recharges your business, which actually is kind of a metaphor for reality. Actually, I think it's true. I think it literally is true. (laughs) You plug it in at night and you like get some rest and you like recharge. I think you're onto something. I'm onto something here, guys. She was like hardcore joking. And then she's like, wait a second. Wait, this is actually making sense. (laughs) No, I think it's really interesting. So as you know, as you guys know, we like to either learn something or kind of uncover something and then like immediately turn around and kind of workshop it out here on the podcast because it does help us kind of wrap our brains around it. We're by no means like into fully, oh, here's what hybrid means for us and here's what it could mean for you. But we're very in the early stages of what does hybrid actually mean, not just in your in one area of your business, right? I think a lot of people might think of you know, their selling model or their actual products or how they divide up their day as kind of like a hybrid model, right? Especially if you were anything like the us and worked with one-on-one clients while simultaneously growing another business. Like, Abby, if you really sit and think about it, we've been growing a hybrid business from literally day one. Yeah, 100%. We just didn't know what to call it. But we've started to think about this term in every aspect of our business. And one of the ways that we're going to talk about it today specifically is roles on our team and what that looks like for 
your actual role, the people you might already have on your team, but also future roles. Because it, to me, kind of uncovered a whole lot, like opened up a whole lot. Open the can of worms. Now, I think to like take you on this journey with us, you kind of need to hear a little bit of background and like some of the areas in which I was thinking about this and then like how this changed our hiring process. In the middle of hiring? Literally in the middle of hiring. But I had this like late night, like slamming fingers on the keyboard moment where I just like had to like spill my heart out about some stuff that was going on in our business. And the interesting thing is like the stuff that came out of me just like word vomiting to kind of avoid. It wasn't like I was talking to anyone and specifically, I was just like talking to this group that we're in. And I think the stuff it made me think about since then has really just been really eye opening because, you know, like Emily alluded to, we've already been thinking about our products in a hybrid kind of way. Like we're a membership that acts as a service and like we're looking at the SaaS industry and modeling ourselves after that, but we're also stealing from the membership kind of world and what it's like to really sell in a reoccurring fashion. But I think it's influencing how all of our other products are shaped and new things that are coming and new things that are going to be rolling out. I think the viewing our products in that way is like a simple thing. And I think a lot of you probably already do. Like Emily said, you probably already think, oh, maybe maybe you teach and you coach or you have services that are done for you and some stuff that's a bit more DIY. Like you might already be doing this in your business. But I started to think about the other ways where we're already doing it and we just never like recognized it as that. And a large part of it is how we run our actual team. Like we're we're mixing like formal things I stole from my corporate days and like having strict systems and like things going on in the background. But we also include like really laid back management styles that are a bit more trusting. And I would say a bit more progressive and that like people are adults and they can figure their shit out. And like, that doesn't mean you And can't. we did that both from a space of that's what we wanted to do, but also we had hired contractors, just contractors for so long. And like legally, there's a lot of stuff that like you can and can't do a language you specifically can and can't use ways that you treat them and what like, it's just different. And so I think a lot of that was because of the type of positions we were actually- The necessity right. of the team we had at the time, for sure. But I think it's influenced, like, as we brought on more employees, how we might want to do things a little bit non-traditionally, but still have some of those formal touches. Because, you know, some of the formality, it might have felt stuffy when you were 20, like, walking into the office for the first time. But being on the leadership side, like, having really clear mission, vision, and values, like, it bleeds into every aspect of your business. And, you know, the businesses that say it once in the handbook and never say it again, like, that's not what we want. Like, that's, we're trying to take some of that, like, formalness, but, like, actually infuse it into the culture of our company, but also keep the, like, chill vibe we got. <laughs> the, ch- the super chill vibe we got. <laughs> um, I mean, we're not high on a Tuesday. <laughs> At least all the time. Anyway. Well, and I think I find it interesting in the sense of, okay, so yes, we had out of necessity treated 
people on our team because they were contractors in a certain way because like we literally had to. And then as we were segueing just really recently into diving back into the employee realm, I don't know if you guys have been around for a really long time, but we've actually hired an employee before once before, and it just didn't work out for various of reasons. But we took a big break from that mostly to like figure out what the French toast were even doing over here and product wise and growth. And we learned a lot from that experience. And so we were finally feeling ready to dive back into it. And I think that we had found ourselves in many, many times with our contractors that we would hire them for something. And then ultimately their role would evolve over time for various reasons. We would give them different tasks. They would shine over here. They wouldn't shine over here. So just, it would evolve and not in any formal way, but it would just, we would wake up a year in and be like, oh, this is what you do now. But this thing over here that we actually hired you for isn't getting done. That's our bad. We need to actually figure that out. And so I think at first our brains tried to go the complete opposite and say, okay, well, if we're going to be hiring employees, then this is exactly what they need to be doing because that's what we're hiring them for. And that's what they need to be doing. And I think it was really interesting, you know, one part-time hire in to see, oh, we can still have flexibility. What does that look like? And what does that mean? Right. And I think part of it was looking at what is the culture we want to build? And I think that was a question we didn't know the answer to for a long time. Like our our culture was accidental in a lot of ways. Like it wasn't like an intentional choice. We were we were running the business. We were we were doing the things. I and mean, we obviously have a certain vibe, but, but like you just can't quite shake. It just happens, right? But then I think we were starting to think about is that what we want? Like, is that what we want going forward? And if we could shape it a bit more, like what, what do we want it to look like with growth? And I think part of it is this big shift that happened. Like we've been talking for months on the podcast of like how we're in this new growing season and how it's like radically changing our business. But you have to understand there was a period in our business where we didn't want to grow. And like, we maybe didn't say that on the podcast. We weren't like it was more of we don't we don't have time and energy to put into growing right, right now. It wasn't that like we wouldn't accept it if it had happened. Right. But, but that's not how growth happens. But you know, we were very comfortable sustaining the business we had and we were making choices in a sustaining way. And guys, I just let me be the one to give you permission that you are allowed to have seasons in your business and sustaining profit <laughs> is actually amazing. So, and it's so life-giving and it really lets you reassess like what are your real priorities and how do you want to look at your your life and your business and a big part of the things that came out of that season is we want to keep this life first approach. We're like our life is always and will always be more important than the business we run. And the business, while it does have a massive impact on this world and it really does change lives, it's also not critical to anyone's existence, including our own. And we can't like rely on it for self-worth or, I mean, there's like all these things that go into it, right? So thinking about going into this more intentional season of like picking the culture and being clear on our values and finding people that align with our mission and vision when we started hiring and i i when i say hiring i mean pretty aggressively for a small business like you know 
people will hire like one or two people maybe once a year, like if they're growing. We went from two to six employees in, in 90 days. It's a very aggressive move right now. And especially for the size of our business. So, but I have never been so certain that we're on the right path and doing the right things. But through that discovery process, I think one of the things that there was one meeting with our coach that we said something along the lines of, P.S. Great coaches also have coaches. I just just need to throw that out there. Anyway, we have like two or three. (laughs) You just need other insight occasionally. But they said something like, you have to have a mix of styles of tasks in your business, like in your role, in your role, and that that will help shape someone feeling successful. So like a literal example is, say you are personally Say you are personally in a more leadership role, leadership capacity in your business, outlining the vision, outlining where you're going, setting big goals, setting all these intentions. Fantastic. Obviously, great use of your time. But also some days you really just need some mindless shit to check off your list. And when you don't have that and you're stuck in this season of only doing this big thought work you can feel like you're not actually making movement. Well, and I'll tell you where that hesitation came from for us is when we were hiring specifically for an operations assistant, you know, we, operations can mean a lot of things and it does. And especially for a small business when maybe you're not going to have seven different operations people, so they can be specialized in whatever it is like that department needs. We have one doing all of the things, right? And so sometimes that means higher level thinking about, projects and organizing and planning and thinking of how the pieces connect to each other. And sometimes it means cleaning up the inbox of all the like autoresponders and email newsletters and just like junk that happens in there. And truly, Abby and I had a conversation where we were like, okay, well, if we're hiring someone who's getting paid to do these higher level things, like, would they be okay doing these like very like low totem pole admin level stuff. And it was that conversation with our coach where they were like, that will help the the like zone out kind of work where I just need to like show up, like Abby said, and check some shit off a list that serves us sometimes more than we think that it does. Oh, a hundred percent. And what it is for you is going to like grow and change and evolve over time. Like you know, for me years ago in the early stages of business, it was cranking out some graphics for a client. And, and now I like live and breathe on like updating a spreadsheet. <laughs> like I just, but that's the more like mindless stuff where like pulling reports on a regular basis. I do feel a sense of gratification because I know that they're serving us, but it also like I could easily offload it. And maybe someday I will. But keeping some of those smaller tasks in your wheelhouse allows you to have that good mix of like easy things and more thoughtful things happening. But when you start to think about that for everyone in your company, it's really amazing that like, well, first of all, you should be the kind of person that's willing to do all the kinds of things in your business. And if you start hiring, I mean like, well, I just don't want to do this. And so I'm going to make someone else do it. And like, you know, we call it 
and for lack of a better term, like shitting on the person, like you can't just move your, all your shit over to someone else. Like you have to be thinking thoughtfully about how can they contribute to your organization and how can they contribute to your growth? And when you start thinking about people as solutions, your mind opens up to how many possibilities there are. And I think the trap that people get into, especially when hiring in a small business is like, they know they have a need, but they don't see how that person could be so interconnected in all these other areas of their business and actually love it and want to and like thrive in that environment. And sometimes being in those other areas literally helps you get your job done. I think that specifically, if we move on to our our most recent two hires, that is going to be more true for them than almost anyone else on our team. I think I'm I'm so excited for those roles because they sit in such a needed position and we also put their butts in another part of the business that's equally as crucial, but I feel like gives them, it's going to be like that, you know, the figure eight interchanging, like this is going to help this role that helps you work in this role. And it's just, it's going to be beautiful. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. The interesting thing is we've done this for years personally. Like, well, we've reassessed. I couldn't even tell you how many times Emily and I have sat down and be like, okay, what are we both working on? What actually makes sense for where we're at? Both like life and like interests and time and all of that stuff. And like, we've moved our stuff around and reorganized us. So like, why would we not do that for the positions in our company? But then if you start you know, you can model and it is important that you have a clear idea of what you want someone to accomplish, because then if, the, if they don't know what they're measured against, then it's hard for them to know if they're being successful. So it's still critical that you have some of those metrics. But when you start doing this, you can have the freedom and flexibility to adjust based on their personal skill set. So I think what's funny is within these last two hires, I just don't think, I mean, I don't know if we're ready to get super specific on what they are, mostly because the other half of the role is still kind of like up in the air for what it actually is going to mean and look like. But Abby and I sat on like probably a two hour conversation about what could be this person. It could be that person. Cause we're in a situation where ultimately we could have just picked one person and we picked two and for various different skill sets and values and amazing connections that we had with these people and what we thought they could bring individually to the team and to the company. And I said, okay, well, let's use our resources and, you know, ask our coaching groups like what they would do in this situation. Because I never want to get us in a position where we're just like saying yes because it feels fun and and easy and we're just not ready for it or it doesn't make sense. Or like the big girl thing to do is to just pick one and that's what you said you were gonna do. Like I never know what side of this is really gonna fall. And we ultimately made our own decision, which also felt really good, and decided to hire two instead of one. And then we got in a a couple hours later, a response from one of our coaches who was like, yeah, you made the right move. That's absolutely what you should have done. (laughs) For one of the reasons I didn't even think of is she was just like, not everyone like last after their first like onboarding in 90 days or whatever. So then you have like extra assurances, but also like, yeah, use people for the skills that they bring to the table. Yeah. The not lasting thing. It's surprising. I'm like, if you really thought about how many people have worked in their business over the years, like it's true. Churn happens. Like that's just part of it. And I, I know we have, we have a unique situation in that, which we are so focused on helping small business owners that more than likely the reason people leave is because they've learned so much about how to run a business that they go do it for themselves. And it's not, it's not that they're leaving on sour terms or anything. Like it's that they've, they've grown a lot and they're like, I have like my potential is growing. And so what I want to do 
at this point is I think we're equipped with the growth trajectory we're on to continually better reward our team players so that they do feel like they're highly valued, highly compensated. And not that they couldn't go out and do it on their own, but like, why would they when they could be a part of this culture and a part of this team? And I think that's a unique thing to look for. And I think that's a conversation that a lot of small business owners are having when they hire, even when they're hiring contractors or VAs is, is that balance of someone who does it for other people or who is actively growing their own business and wants to work with you. What is what does that look like? And I definitely, there have been people who we have offered full-time jobs to, and they've turned us down because they so badly want to be their own boss and they so badly want to pursue like their own thing. And we get that, obviously that's what we're doing. And there are definitely people who like, you know, are the ones that got away, so to speak. And then there's just the balance of of the skill set that we need. And, and a lot of us listening, I feel like need is someone who understands the ins and outs of small business ownership and understands maybe the needs of your clients or your customers or the people that you're working with, but doesn't want to do it by themselves. Right. Right. And it just takes a different kind of person or or a person in a different season of life, perhaps. I'm excited about that because I do think some of our recent hires really fit that mode and like they're invested in our vision and culture. I have a question for you though, because I'm confident we've, we've done it well, even if we haven't fully onboarded these new hires yet in the sense of this hybrid position, if you're going to be doing this over here and this over here. But I also think the crisp of a lot of people when they hire, especially their first like VA or contractor is kind of getting like the Jill of all trades person who maybe doesn't specialize in one thing, but can do everything. And sometimes that backfires for people. How is this different than making that mistake? Yeah. So I think when you are like early on in hiring, you do need help in so many areas, but you don't necessarily need a lot of help in all of the areas. And so it's hard because you would love to offload 30 minutes of this and 40 minutes of that and an hour over here. And that requires like a special kind of person that's just like willing to jump in. But it's a dangerous trap to fall in because when that's where you start, you start thinking of like every person as the every bucket person. And we've absolutely made the mistake of like, knowing what someone was good at and still giving them tasks anyway. And then they've flailed around in it and or having to kind of like back it up and say, okay, we're just going to do this with you because we realize this isn't working. But I I do think it takes some self-awareness. I think a way in which you could view a hybrid position without dumping the everything on it is really making sure, and this is probably just because I've been like, I feel like I've been in human resources boot camp for literally three months. I think a clear job description and revisiting the job description on a regular basis is important. And having a clear project management system that matches your job description. And this is the key. You can say this is what you want them to do. But if you're regularly assigning tasks that are not related to the thing in which you hired them for, you either need to rewrite a new job description or you need to take that thing off their plate. 
let that project management system be a checks and balance for them and you. Because if you said, I want you to do this on a weekly or monthly basis, well, did you assign that to them? Or did you just say it one time in your hiring meeting and that was it? Not speaking from experience or anything. (laughs) No, no, Emily, I am like the perfect manager. What are you talking about? Well, and here's, here's one thing though, I will say when you start to get to the point where you're hiring for positions you've never hired for, which is scary and new and exciting. I think you do have to give yourself some grace that like where you started is maybe not where you'll end up, but that's okay. You just need to like, you need to keep tabs on it. And our org chart and the whole the changes sometimes in the middle of the day. <laughs> literally. I like have redone that thing so many times. And I literally after a conversation we had this morning, it's probably changing again. And but that's fine because it it is representative of how you evolve as a person and how your needs evolve and how your company evolves. And I think there's this thought that like your next hire absolutely has to be this. And you you have to follow this strict path to growth. And the only way to get there is, uh, guys, I keep telling you to screw the plan that everyone keeps giving you and make your own. It's so unique to everyone because those statements don't take into account your skills. Like there are things that I would offload first that maybe you freaking crush at. And so don't listen to me in that sense. Like there's no one out there who can tell you like, this is the position that you absolutely need to hire first. Unless they're actually assessing with you your needs and what you are good at and what you want to keep doing. Unless they're like diving in with you, but don't take Blaken's statement approach to what you need next. Because if we had done that, I guarantee you the two hires we just made, we would have never made. If we had listened to what everyone else said our company needed, I like I, in my bones. I still think the two hires we made, people are like, I don't really get that, but okay. <laughs> but they don't need to because they don't understand how our business operates or or what we value or what or how that impacts our business or the history we have. And like, I, I remember when um, Jared was still in corporate architecture. He always would say, and this is sort of the like the who you know thing a little bit. He'd be like, well, if if they went to school at K-State, like they're just a shoe in because they're like, whatever. So I, it's not for us. I don't think it's a, if they went to this school or if they know these people, they're a shoe in. But I do think there is a certain kind of thinker, a certain kind of person with a certain kind of background that I feel like we're really dancing around this subject, but it's fine. We so value that set of skills and we know that that's going to shape how they think and they're going to integrate into the way we think as a company, which I didn't even think that would be, literally didn't think it would be a thing. And now I'm like, oh, I know you're going to be successful because I can communicate with you in this way that I can't communicate with other people. The last piece I want to kind of add to this is a little bit of, this is a lesson that I've learned. Maybe it's some permission you guys can give yourselves. And it sounds sometimes weird, especially because you, I know you guys care about your team members. If, if you are that person who maybe has a couple subcontractors or maybe a VA, a couple admin, it says, I don't know. And you're looking at 
scaling your business and looking at it in a different way and, and not seeing how what you have right now can help you get there. One of the most critical things a coach said to me in this process, said to us in this process was the team that you have right now might not be the team that's going to help you reach the next milestone you have. And whether that be with impact or a new product or a financial milestone or whatever, I just think what I'm learning as an adult, as a human, not just a business owner, but as a, a human being right now in this phase of my life is that relationships don't have to last forever or have to always be the same forever. They can evolve. People change. And it's okay to like not be friends with this person here or choose to not believe this anymore or be a part of this system anymore or want this for your life anymore. Whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. I think we're all kind of growing into a new season of realizing that we can change our minds and our needs can change. And the support system that you have around you, whether it's your team or your friends or your partner or your family or whatever it might be, can also change as you grow and become a different person. And I think it's, I feel like it's one of the biggest or hardest lessons to learn as an adult of of truly recognizing that this person played their role amazingly and they got me to where I am right now as a business owner, as a coach, as a person, whatever it might be. And that they're not going to necessarily be on that same journey, the phase two or whatever, the phase 75. I think with that being said, like perhaps I'm assuming this is probably more related to the fact that we didn't necessarily have it easy growing up. And so like when relationships ended previous, like in our lives, it was abandonment. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Like it was, there's like abandonment issues. There's like... There's some deep-rooted shit going on over here, right? So I think in in my brain, some of the what would it look like to end certain relationships in a business capacity felt like this potentially dramatic Romeo and Juliet moment where like there's this like... Well, because any any relationship that's been ended in our life, it has stemmed from either in abandonment or actual like toxic trauma. Like, no, you keep that person around even though they're really bad for you. <laughs> but there is a healthy way to break up with people. And it and it's often better for both of you. Like it's like a mutual decision. And it's bizarre and it kind of exciting because I think I carried a lot of guilt around what that would look like. And I I wouldn't say I'm totally on the other side of it. I still have hard days or I still have conversations that I'm like, Ooh, I just really don't want to have this conversation. But every time that's happened, it's already it's already been so evident to them. They're like, I'm a little surprised you waited this long. <laughs> so, like, so I'm working on that, but wait, what? <laughs> we just really know that like it's okay to evolve and change, and that can happen personally and in a business. And I think to your point, and I'll just wrap it up with this: in the self development world, they often say like the person you are today is not the person you need to be to become whoever you want to be or whatever and reach your goals. But I don't think I understood that that like fully translates to leadership, management, how you run your business, this like literal project management, how you communicate with people. Like it's because <laughs> when I say that, like in the past, when we've pivoted in 
away we usually just like burn the shit to the ground and like <laughs> like there was like a death toll and like <laughs> there was a body count <laughs> and we would just like scrap the whole thing and what and I feel like this time it's like this evolution transformation where we're like using where we've been as a stepping stone and there's not there's not like this degradation of all the work we've already accomplished we get to move forward from here in a really powerful unique way and it also means you have a lot of self-growth to do in the along the way and, that, and that's fine and it's going to challenge you and you're going to have days you cry but be okay when you get to this and I wouldn't say we're on the total other side but the transformation that is possible in such a short period of time is far greater than you even realize you have the capacity for growth. Give yourself permission to let it be big and great and amazing. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.